0: Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. Earlier this week was the trade deadline and a few teams improved, some restocked, and one committed to nothing. So let's start with the Bears, who gave up a second-round draft pick for Montez Sweat. It was clear Washington wasn't going to be able to afford both Sweat and Chase Young. And while the Bears did sign Sweat to a contract extension, It feels like a weird move for a player that isn't going to help this team make the playoffs this year or next. This roster is a long way from being competitive, and history has shown teams that try to rebuild in one year through free agency usually don't last. The Bears have fired a second coach, and it just seems like a mess in the Windy City. Montez Sweat doesn't clean any of that up. Justin Fields and head coach Matt Eberflus might be gone upon the conclusion of this season and who knows what players the incoming coach will want and now they'll be out of a valuable second round pick. Seattle on the other hand improved their defense dramatically with the trade for Leonard Williams. The Seahawks have vaulted into first place of the NFC West and are looking to capitalize on this opportunity and the best place to do so is anchoring that defensive line. This team will only go as far as Geno Smith can take them, but by upgrading the positions elsewhere, you won't need them to make Mahomes-like plays to win games. Leonard Williams immediately makes this a tough defense to run against while opening up pass rush lanes for Jordan Brooks and Boye Maffe. Don't forget the Seattle secondary who will be asked to blitz. I'd like this move for both the Giants and Seattle as they are both headed in different directions and smart teams know what they have and when they need to move on or push forward. I am not a believer in Geno Smith, but if he can be a 2019 version of Jimmy Garoppolo, then Seattle, with their run game and receivers, have a real shot of making a run in the playoffs. Minnesota made a few moves, trading away highly touted guard Ezra Cleveland to the Jaguars, and acquiring Josh Jobs from the Cardinals to replace Kirk Cousins. Just another quarterback casualty when 66 different quarterbacks started a game last year. And this year is not looking any different with some teams having catastrophic QB injuries. The Jets were viewing their season as Super Bowl or bust with their acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. The Colts knew they needed to get Anthony Richardson as many snaps as possible before he needed shoulder surgery. And now will stunt their progression another year on a team at the beginning of their window. And then Kirk Cousins. Minnesota began to get a few wins and momentum to make a push for a wildcard spot as rookie Jordan Addison began to thrive in the absence of Justin Jefferson. But Cousins' Achilles explosion likely ends any chance the Vikings had at making the playoffs, even if newly acquired Josh Dobbs can have more success in a better offensive system. What hurts for Cousins is this was his contract year, and now he'll likely be rehabbing an injury well into the offseason. Why does this fucking smell like a perfect opportunity for the media to suggest Shanahan signed Kirk at a discounted price? Which leads me to San Francisco. Let's get into this, folks, because I have a lot to say. First off, the sky is not falling. Purdy is fine. Shanahan is fine. The defense is still technically the same players from last year, plus a few additions. This team is always slow to start. And there was a reason to believe this team would be different as they came roaring out of the gate, but even despite their three-game losing streak, it still isn't as bad as the four-game losing streak in 2021 when they started the season three and five. They also only went four and four in their first eight games last year. When we look back on this season, it won't be this slide that we're talking about, just like we don't talk about the 2021 slide. This team will be defined by what they do in the playoffs. However, if there is a clear area of concern, it is on the defensive side of the ball and their lack of playmaking during this three-game losing streak. This is not the team we know and trust. We aren't seeing players flying to the ball, stuffing the run game, or racking up quarterback sacks. The defense hasn't been bad per se, but they certainly haven't earned their massive paychecks. Part of the benefit of having a quarterback on a rookie contract is the ability to pay other players for at least a few extra years. We as fans shouldn't be expecting Purdy to make comeback attempts, but to have comfortable leads. This was the case in almost every one of his starts before traveling to Cleveland. Injuries and a leaky defense has forced Purdy to do more, and largely he's still been good. At the end of the day, teams are still trying to beat each other, The Browns, the Vikings, Bengals, they're not just going to roll over and let San Francisco win. Have they been able to scheme up some defensive looks to confuse Purdy? Yes. And now San Francisco has two weeks to sit down with Brock and go over what he has been seeing and coach him up. Shit will be fine with Purdy. Steve Wilks, on the other hand, is likely on a short leash. Linebacker coach Johnny Holland is likely setting up his play-calling charts should Steve Wilkes be let go. It initially looked like a nice hire, but Wilkes just doesn't seem to have the trust or buy-in of his players. Adding Chase Young for at least this season is a nice pickup, but if they don't get everyone on the same page, it's likely not going to be the payoff everyone was hoping. On to the picks this week. It is turning into a really interesting week as only two games... Were split on. All other matchups either had us all selecting the same team or lone wolfing it. Going down the card. Kansas City, one and a half point favorite over the Dolphins in Germany. We have all selected Miami. Atlanta Falcons, four and a half point favorite over the Vikings. Adam is selected Minnesota. Paul, Dan, and Aaron are going with the Falcons. Baltimore, five and a half point favorite over the Seahawks. Dan is alone selecting Seattle. The rest of us have gone with Baltimore. Cleveland, 8.5 point favorite over Arizona. Aaron has gone with the Browns. Paul, Dan, and Adam are picking Arizona. Green Bay, 3.5 point favorite over the LA Rams. We have all selected the Rams. Green Bay is a dumpster fire. Houston, 2.5 point favorite over Tampa Bay. We have all selected the Texans. New England, 3.5-point favorite over the Commanders. We have all selected the Commanders. New Orleans, 7.5-point favorite over the Bears. Finally, we have a split. Paul and Aaron have selected the Saints, with Dan and Adam selecting Chicago. Indianapolis, 2.5-point favorites at Carolina. We have all gone with the Colts. Las Vegas, 2.5-point favorite against the New York Giants. Adam has selected the Giants. Paul, Dan, and Aaron are going with the coachless Raiders. Philadelphia, 3.5-point favorite against the Cowboys. Aaron has selected Dallas, with the rest of us choosing the Eagles. And Monday night, the Chargers from San Diego, 3.5-point favorites at the New York Jets. Paul and Dan are teaming up with the Jets, while Adam and Aaron begrudgingly have selected the Chargers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. Until next time, stay safe.